Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to Making Moves. I am here with my friend and epic creator, Laura DIY. Lauren. Hello. <laughs> Dude, people, does everyone call you Laura DIY? Like, it's who like, doesn't know you? It's like a mix. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm on a lot of people's phones as Laura DIY, which I'm, I mean, like, that's like, right yeah, so. Yeah, you yeah, branded yeah, totally. the shit out of it. <laughs> it's okay. I kind of like, relate not to the extent you do but with tk's juicy polls like people call me that I'm they sure. don't know me yeah just but like I, one word tk's juicy polls yeah they're like oh my god it's tk's juicy polls <laughs> but like lore diy is so like iconic i feel like when i'm talking to my friends that don't know you i'm like oh no like lore diy i think i'm even in like mia who's my best friend of like all time like i'm in her phone as lore diy i think you're lore diy in my phone yeah yeah probably yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's anyway, so cool. How are you? I'm good. Thanks you're for one of me. my like favorite creators to like talk to because I feel like you're so open. Like you give me so many tips. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh my god, I'll give you all the tea. What do you want to know? <laughs> okay, well Lauren is. If you don't know who she is, she's been like a beast in the creator space for how many years? Ten. Epic. I'm old. <laughs> no, you're, you're just I'm like experienced. Ugh. Experienced. Wise. Yeah, wise. Wise. Uh, <laughs> and Lauren is from Canada. Mm-hmm. We're in Canada. Just outside of Niagara Falls. Whoa! Like between Niagara Falls and Toronto, kind of like where? Sick. I'm from. What's the like? St. Catharines is the, the okay. Same name. Yeah. So my mom's from Windsor. Oh, 
Oh. Yeah. So okay. I don't know how far that is. It's like kind of far, but when I was in Toronto, a lot of people that I went to school with were from Windsor. Yeah. Because she she lived in Toronto for a long time. Wait, we had this conversation because she's dual citizenship, right? Yes. Yes. I think so. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've had this conversation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she didn't get it until like way after she had been married to my dad. God. Like she didn't get her citizenship citizenship in the u.s i mean it's if they make it a fucking process fork yeah fork, fork yeah <laughs> um okay so you grew up in canada mm-hmm. and then how old were you when you moved to la and you had this amazing youtube career so i didn't move until about no about a year after i graduated from college from college yeah so it would have been i would have moved in 2016 so i would have been 20 Three, maybe? 22, 23, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then did you, throughout college, were you doing all the videos? Like, was, was your shit blowing up, or did it not blow up until you got to L.A.? Um, no, I mean, I definitely wouldn't move out to L.A. without, like, having, like, a solid, like, situation yeah. happening. Um, but I was doing YouTube for the last three years. So I did my first year, and then kind of, like, between first and second years when, like, I started to be like, okay, like, let's do this for real. Uh-huh. And um, I committed to it, like, uploading weekly, and I was doing it for three years until I graduated. And so it was, like... A lot. It was a full-time course load of, like, college and then, you know, full-time course load. Crazy. Co- course load. Course load. <laughs> quotes of YouTube. And so then by the time I graduated, I was, like, more than ready to go full-time with it. I kind of did, like, a bi-coastal thing going back and forth. Because, like, when you move to L.A., you're like, okay, who's going to actually be my friend when I move out here? Yeah. So I did a little bi-coastal thing and I moved here for a couple months just to, like, test it out before Was I this moved. when you were downtown? Uh, no. I moved to Hollywood first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did a year in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. So Were I did... you with all the Vine people? I was in the building. So my ex-boyfriend was in that building. Got it. So I what was... was that building called again? Uh, 1600 Vine. 1600 Vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a scene. It was like Rudy. It was like Cody Johns. It was Logan Paul. It was Fousey. And then my ex all in like that's this crazy. little corner. It was insane. Did they all plan that? I don't know. It's just like all these Vine kids, I feel like we're moving out from different parts of the U.S. And everyone's like, oh, come move to this building. Like We all live here. And they're all like, of course, like Hollywood. It, it was like yeah. the frat of Vine. Period. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was wild. They should do like a parody of that. Oh my God, 100%. Era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then you met your boyfriend at the time, and that's mm-hmm. how you like hung out with that whole crew and stuff. And yeah, and so I mean, like, it was it was like so nice to move to LA and know people and have like a built-in friendship, which I feel like makes the move totally. way easier. That's the one thing that drives me nuts about this space is I feel like it's such a small group of people, but mm-hmm. very rarely do people actually like hang out or give each other ideas or like converse. Oh my god! Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you have so many like event friends yes. you have so many acquaintances yeah and i feel like there's so many people each other. everyone knows each other and i feel like people are scared to see if other people are friendly yeah. does that make sense it's like you're like acquaintances you like each other's instagram photos but it's like are we like can i like actually ask you a question or like did you just say that exactly like, do you actually want to go for lunch or did you just say that well there's so <laughs> many people i know that like literally live right next to each other and they're like the biggest creators in the world and they don't talk oh my god yeah it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's wild. But I think, do you think it's because, like, in the past, uh, Alicia tries to explain this to me, like, in the past, like, I feel like collabs and stuff were so, like, use. I, I wasn't in that era. <sighs> oh, my God. So are you just all triggered from that? A little bit. So I feel like I was one degree of separation out. Like, I was very much in that, but I was DIY. So where I feel like a lot of, like, the lifestyle girlies mm. were a little more catty with each other because I was always able to have my content be a little bit different. Got it. Like, there was a lot of... Because um, you weren't in their, like, category. Yeah, oh, or yes. like I was like on the on the outskirts of, of it. it. Yeah. yeah, 
exactly. So like I could collab with them, but my videos were always like DIY focused, especially in like 2016, like in that era. So I feel like a lot of the friction was based on people copying each other. Mm -hmm. So um, it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't know. You just like, there's so many like fake people in LA. You have no idea who's actually gonna be nice or not. Mm -hmm. How do you know? How do you find them, the good ones? I feel like it's by like, you know how when you have, like, a friend referral, like, that's how you find, like, Ooh, your yeah. dental hygienist. That's how you find your hair <laughs> yeah. person. Like, that's how you find the good people. I feel like that's how I've met the best people in L.A. It's, like, through people that I also like and get along with. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a good point. I think also, though, sometimes you just have to rip off the band-aid and see for yourself. You know? How, oh, my God. Yeah. How will we meet them? Totally. You're going to get burned a few times, probably, but eventually yeah. you'll find some good ones. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Lauren, I am very fascinated by you and your career because you are one of the only experienced creators, <laughs> my boss included, old. Uh, OG <laughs> creators that I feel like has stayed not only on the train, but as one of the front like running leaders of the train of like YouTube and, you know, influencer lifestyle, having this as your career. How have you maintained to do that? Because I feel like a lot of people have unfortunately fallen off it because mm-hmm. um, it's a hard trade hard train to stay on how have you done that I mean I think it's a combination of two things like one is choosing to stay on it like I feel like for people like Alicia and I who have been on YouTube for so fucking long a lot of people just like don't want to do this anymore wow great point you know what I mean like a lot of people like it's as simple as that it's as simple as that when people are like oh they've fallen off they've fallen off and a lot of people I'm like they're just doing something else like although this is truly the best job in the entire fucking world like I will literally never have a job as good as this one. I, there's like not a second that I take for granted. It can be so tolling on your mental health specifically, mm-hmm. like being in the spotlight and having so much like speculation around mm-hmm. your life that like a lot of people just don't want to do that anymore. Totally get it. And you know, they may, might go to like maybe go to the other side, like work in social media on like an agent side mm-hmm. or something or just like go do something completely different. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a combination of like choosing to stay in this industry and then um, reinventing yourself. It's like you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable and finding change and finding ways to reinvent your content and not necessarily yourself because like over 10 years you're obviously going to grow and change a lot just naturally Mm. um but I think it's a lot of like choosing to take a step back and look at your content and be like hey like what's working what's not working what do I enjoy what do I not enjoy and finding ways to continue to try your best to stay relevant yeah how do you know when it's time to reinvent or like have a new era of lore DIY. For you me, it's I mean? every like mental breakdown. It's like, oh, really? Oh my God, yeah. Okay, 100%. explain, explain, explain. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, I look at my analytics and when I see it, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I, was I like mental breakdown. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just not happy with the content or whatever. Whatever it might be, it's like when I'm feeling stuck and when I'm feeling like creatively just like drained. And I think there's a difference between having like a, like a brain block. And feeling creatively drained. And so when I'm feeling just like drained and I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, that typically means that things will not perform well because like my heart's not in it. And so I feel like when I hit kind of like that wall is when I'm like, okay, I need to like, I need to reassess here. Mm, That is really interesting. What other creators do you look at and you're like, I want to be as good at evolving and reinventing as they are? Oh, I mean, I think it's hard because like, I think 
YouTube now specifically more than ever is just based on like personalities mm. and lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's just like Emma Chamberlain. It's like I don't want to be like, oh, I want to make content like Emma Chamberlain because like she's so unique and individual. And I think that's like the beauty of YouTube. Yeah. And, like, and we couldn't be her. I, yeah. I can't. I'm not like I need to be Emma Chamberlain to be better. So I don't know if there's necessarily like a specific creator that I'm like, oh, I want to follow in their footsteps. But I think there are a lot of creators that I can take like little bits and pieces yeah exactly yeah. so who are they well i think mr beast is someone who is like continually like pushing the boundaries of what people thought that you could do on youtube mm. and so i could never ever ever do something as big as he does like he's just like so addicted extreme to the extreme right exactly but like epic epic so epic and there's Dude, like the squid games video oh my god insane like Better than insane. Squid Games. Yeah, like, literally, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But like, so like, I don't have, I don't have the addiction to that. It's like, I want to do things extreme. Uh-huh. But I think it's really inspiring to see how he can just like move the mark so incredibly. Like, it's like, it's like, like legendary. Like, remember when Casey Neistat started doing daily vlogs yeah. to like that kind of quality? And it was like, like just one of those moments where like, wow, this was like a moment in like YouTube history. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mr. Beast is like that too in how he just like does insane insane no, concepts he is relentless and yeah. what i admire about him so much and like how i relate it back to like myself and even alicia's channel mm-hmm. like what he will what he's willing to do for like the shot or the yes. video yes like obviously some people have taken that to ex- the extreme yeah. but like i want to have that type of relentlessness when i'm like too late like i'm like that's ah, fine no it's not how one I envisioned it. One, one more, more time. Because <laughs> seriously, like, I know people think that's crazy, but that's what makes y'all stand out. Yeah, no, 100%. And I do think that there's a balance between, like, his level craziness. of, like, yeah, craziness yeah. and, like, what we should thrive or strive yeah. for. But, like, overall, I think that it's really inspiring to see, like, that you can always find ways to push yourself a little bit further. Mm. Okay, who else does it for you in the reinventing, evolving side of things it doesn't even Um, have to be creators it could be like celebrities singers i think taylor swift does a magical job of it oh i think someone like shay mitchell is really cool like i'm really inspired by her and the way that she's taken like i mean obviously pretty little liar she's done so many yeah like Like she's had eras yeah totally but like even outside that i think like from a business perspective the way that she's launched base has been so incredibly successful she's got her sparkling like tequila seltzer i think Mm now onda yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tried I it yet. I'm literally a consumer of all of her shit. Now I'm just now realizing. Oh my god. Yeah, all the base stuff. I have so many pieces. Yeah. But I think it's the really cool pieces. the way that she. Oh my god, the travel Dude, bag. Dude, I die. They just came with a doggy carrier. Very cute. But you need that. Very. But my dog is it. too big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remy needs that. Remy needs that. Remy needs that. Remy <laughs> and Alicia need exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the way that she's able to take her relevancy and create a multiple product lines or like CPG things that, that makes sense for her brand that aren't like out of like you know what I mean it's like someone comes like out of left field with like a product you're like how the fuck does this relate to like your brand does this track yeah Yeah, does this track but I mean like all of it even though it's like bags and a drink you're like oh like this kind of like kind of makes sense for your brand kind of tracks kind of kind of and that's enough kind of yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly I feel like that's how I felt a little bit when David came with perfume I was like huh what? Yeah, that okay. did not track. And then, but it didn't track, but like then it, it's like, wh- he came with a commercial, and I was like, wait, I'm obsessed. I want to buy it. Oh my God, that commercial was insane. Probably one of the best like influencer I've commercials I've ever 100%, seen. 100%, 100%. But like, it makes me wonder if it's selling well, because he's still pushing the shit out of it, and it's been a long time. 
So I'm like, is something like Dobrix that they're working on, like the pizza company, like will that like, That's outperform slam. by like a hundred X? I think because that makes more sense. Yeah. Whereas like the perfume was kind of like random. But okay, let's dive into this. Okay, I'm so okay. interested because when me as TK's Juicy Balls, right, or okay. you as Lord DIY, yeah. if let's say a beer company came to you, uh huh, and you're not a beer girl, are you? No. Okay, let's say a beer company came to you, yeah, and they were like, Lord DIY. We're going to give you an amazing deal uh-huh. on to sell this beer and put your face or name on it, right? Okay. It's going to be the DIY beer. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. Like, and it, it's the most insane deal. It's like literally backed by Anheuser-Busch or whatever. Okay. Like, right? You have like all the people, everything's on board. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it doesn't really make sense. But how could you say no? Oh, bitch, so easy. Are you kidding? There's like not even a world there where I would consider saying yes. Really? Not even a say, yeah, not even close. Wait, then why do people like, I, I don't want to like throw David on their bus, but like why do they accept like, because I feel like there's certain like, times where like I would say yes because I'm like, why the heck not? Some of it, I mean, okay, I learned this. But the- you're looking at the long term. I'm looking at short yeah. term. I'm like, oh my God, let me get my coin. Yeah, and you're like, no, that's not good for my brand long but term. But like, I think about too the content that I would have to make around that product. And if it would be really hard for me to make, like I'm literally intolerant to like fucking barley or whatever's in beer. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> okay, that was a yeah. bad example. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm literally like, intolerant. I literally throw up every I time. I literally become six months pregnant when I drink a beer. Yeah. But like, even if it was something like, uh, like barley, vodka like I vodka is like last time I list of like hard alcohols yeah like there's a 99.9% chance I would still say no to that because it would be incredibly difficult to make content it also is going to potentially shift the trust that your audience has in your brand so it's like even though the coin might be really good it's like for all of the years especially like being on YouTube for 10 years it's like I can't jeopardize that trust that I've spent so long building oh, whereas I think like when you see like a new TikToker blow the fuck up and they like like, just take all these random deals that might might not make sense. Uh-huh. You're just like, whatever, like, make your coin because, like, next year you might not be here. Yeah. Okay, I have a hot take. Okay. Don't you think that guys get away with doing those, like, not making sense, stupid, like, yes. things way more than girls 100%. on the internet? Yes, 100%. Even in celebrities, like, yes. traditional celebrities. 100%, 100%. Why do they get away with that? I don't know. Like, when a guy gets buys a new car or okay. they buy a new house and it's like, holy shit, this, like, YouTuber bought this, like, eight million dollar house yeah. or like oh they bought this crazy car that flies the moon they're mm-hmm. like people are like they yeah, celebrate so it cool. yeah and then when it's like laura diy buys new 10 million dollar house they're like oh my god she's so ungrateful like yeah. she doesn't deserve this these forking youtubers i feel like girls get shit on shit on Why? i just had this conversation with someone the other day um this other youtuber who's like really well respected in like the youtube been on there forever yeah and it's just like being a woman, and you see this in politics too, it's is that weird. like being a successful businesswoman, I feel like you either are bitchy and you're ruthless and you're cold, you know what I mean? If you're like, if you're taking your business serious, like people are like, oh, she's cutthroat, like she's too hardcore. Or if you're like too like, bleh, they're like, oh, she's fucking stupid. She doesn't deserve any of that. She has no brain cells, like dumb blonde. And it's like, it's so impossible. Like it's just so, it just seems, it's not impossible. It seems harder to please quote-unquote everyone Mm. as a woman for whatever reason then i don't know that's my hot take it's weird yeah right yeah yeah yeah. i mean you see that in politics too like when you see like like a woman doing doing their thing they're like oh she's like she's such a bitch she's so cold she has no emotion or on the flip side they're like oh she's stupid she knows nothing or she's too hot or she's not hot enough yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like oh she's saying she's 
showing too much skin. Right, exactly. Or, and then, oh, I wish you'd show a little more skin. Right, or oh, such a up. prude. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Ah. Why? I don't know, bitch. I don't know. If I, if I, I wish I did. I feel like that happens to Alicia all the time, like not to put her on blast, but I feel like she'll be like, fork like I don't know I just bought this thing I'm really excited about it I'm yeah. like dude show it like yeah. in a vlog right because if I was a consumer if I, or I were the viewer mm-hmm. I'd be like so hyped to see the new thing she bought right let's say yeah. it's a bag or yeah. a cool yeah, belt yeah. or I don't know new pair of shoes y'all are sneakerheads. <laughs> and sometimes she'll like get the this pair of shoes that she's been talking my ear off about for like a month yeah she finally gets it with her cold hard earned money and um she won't show it because she's too afraid of like not even that she's afraid, but I, I think she's just like, I don't want to deal with like. No, you're just the- like, I totally get it. It's like sens- sensitive to like, sensitive to negative feedback, even though like she's worked really hard even for that. Even though she knows. And yeah. she's earned it. And she's made like honest, like hardworking money. Like it's not like she's done, like like sold herself out for like, you know what I mean? Just like the coin, the bag uh-huh. to go buy these things. I don't, honestly, like I don't know what it is. I would love to see a comment section if you and like I'm thinking one of the Paul brothers or something mm. bought the exact same thing yeah. and you posted it and like did a review oh my god yes. and then and I like, would love what the to comparison. see the comments yes, yes, of yes, like yes, 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 what yes. people say yeah. like oh my god she doesn't deserve this blah yeah. blah versus like dude that's so sick you got a Rolex or whatever you know what though I think there's a difference in and again this is like gender stereotyping the fuck out of everything but maybe this like has some indication uh-huh. Um, but I feel like the creator and viewer relationship for like women is more of like built on relatability where I think like a guy to guy viewer audience it's pure entertainment is like just entertainment and like That's fuck you, so hype true. up bro. You know what I mean? Where it's I feel like it's two different relationships. Well, also a lot of the male YouTubers don't really actually vlog. It's all like bit vlogs. It's totally bits or it's like massive like like extreme things yeah yeah yeah, exactly so true so i think because like women are i don't again we're being like so like stereotypical but like we're like just as yeah (laughs) seriously (laughs) angie's list is now angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why i thought it was an eco move fewer words less paper no it was so you could say it faster no it's to be more iconic must be a tech thing but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So what do you do when you're spiraling, having a mental breakdown? <laughs> With my I'm monthly like, spiral? Yeah, monthly spiral. <laughs> How often would you say you have a little spiral moment? Um, Probably like every... Definitely twice a year for sure. January, I feel like after Vlogmas, after making so many fucking videos, 
January. I'm feeling a little like uninspired right now. Oh my yeah. god, January. I I took almost all of January off on my main Same. channel, like because I spiraled the whole month. Yeah. Um. So definitely twice a year, maybe maybe like three, mm-hmm. like three solid spirals mm. for sure. And this is just when you're feeling like uninspired, you're confused, yeah. things aren't hitting the way you want them to. Yeah. 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 Where it's like those moments where you have to be like, okay, like is what I'm doing working, and what I want to keep continue doing. So what do you do to get out of the spiral? Take a break. That's the first thing. Is that like don't try to force yourself to make shitty content when your heart's not in it. Mm. Like, obviously, there are times when, like, you make a video where maybe, like, your heart is only, like, 85% into it. But, like, in these moments, it's like, I hate everything that I'm doing. And so I'm I'm not obviously going to make content and put that out when I know that, like, it's not even close to, like, what my expectations are and, like, the standards that I've set. Um, So I think taking a break is the first thing. And then... How long is that? Like, a week or... I mean, I think it depends. A couple weeks? Depends how long you need it. Yeah, like, January, I needed, like, six weeks. Like, once I finished Vlogmas... Off the main channel. So, like, no. in December, like, I posted 26 videos. But, like, so I was like, okay, one, like, it's okay to take a little time off right now. Um, but the main channel, I took, I took, I think, a solid five weeks off. Yeah, you should. And it was, like, the best. It was the best. Yeah, even Alicia and myself, we've both been just, like, almost, we're like, oh, we're not ready yet. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah, like, exactly. doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel and right. And it feels forced. Like, we're not excited to make the video, which yeah. is a good sign. Yeah. A good indicator to not, maybe not try. Maybe not try. And that doesn't mean that you can't spend time, like, doing lots of brainstorm sessions. Yeah. And, like, kind of looking into your analytics and, like, what other people are doing and getting inspired. But, like, in those moments, I'm, like, the last thing that I should be doing right now is making half-assed content. No one wants that. No. I don't want that. The audience doesn't want that. No one wants that. I don't like watching it either. I feel like lately watching YouTube, I haven't been into a YouTuber in a hot second. Mm, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what it you. is. Maybe it's because, like everything feels like oh i have to post or something i think also just like after vlogmas i watched so much content me too like i've been really into like watching video podcasts like i'm a big fan me of, too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was, who do you like to watch i watch um i watch impulsive bro i working love impulsive <laughs> bro i simp for it like it's so good it's a really good podcast the dynamic between it's all of good. them yeah it's really good and then did you watch the one with ksi yes Yes. With the mental health stuff, because you'll eat that shit up. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I sent it yeah. to Alicia. Yeah. I was like, you have to listen. Yeah. She was like, this is so good. Yeah. And like, I obviously don't always agree with the things that they're talking about and they're well, saying. Yeah, of course. But I think it's an interesting <laughs> perspective on that they have on a lot of things. Um, I love the BFF podcast. Oh, yeah. I with love that one Josh too. Richards, Brianna, <laughs> and uh, Dave. Dave. I love um, Brianna Chicken Fry. Yeah, big fan. And then, yeah, I feel like you guys would vibe. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like you guys would vibe for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, a little crazy. there's a, uh, Hey Babe. It's, like, with these two comedians. What? I've never heard of this. It's, they're fucking, it's, like, these random, like, two comedians. One of them is, like, like, traditional comedians. They're probably, like, 40 now. But they're so genuinely hilarious. And so, like, that's my, like, midway point between, like, watching YouTube, but, like, getting to not be on the YouTube side of things when I, like, watch content. Yeah. I will say, like, now that Zane and Heath Unfiltered, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, Pretty Basic, all mm-hmm. these people have video podcasts, like, it's hard for me to, like, go to, like, the Spotify or, like, the podcast app to watch it or to listen. Oh, I, I don't, prefer I don't watching. listen to a single podcast. It's weird. Yeah. There's, like, one, like, nerdy NFT podcast that doesn't do video, and, like, I'll only listen to it if there's a specific episode I want to listen to. Like, yeah. I would never now let a podcast just play. It's crazy. And even, like, when I can't watch the, like, if I'm getting ready, but, like, I can't look at my phone, I'll pause it because I feel like I'm missing parts. No, and you, and you miss, like, the, I don't know if it's, like, their body language or whatever. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm the same way. Yeah, 100%. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
going back to where we were, where we once were, why do you think your audience is so unbelievably dedicated to you? I think I feel like I have two answers. Okay. When I went through a massive like rebrand shift like three years ago, and I was like, "Fuck this! I don't want to do the family friendly content. I'm taking off the Dude, filter. The I want to be authentic." Did. Oh my fucking god! Literally the best thing I ever did. And, and so, do you still make like as much money? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I feel like a lot of people that's their fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I think there's a fear of, like, the money side of it, but also the fear of, like, losing your audience. Yeah. And so I think the people that um, – it's, like, it's interesting to see how my audience has shifted. It's, like, one, the people that were, like, down with, like, that shift. Mm-hmm. And then it's – I guess it's, like, three categories. New audience, people who came with me through that shift, and then people who, like, have come back where they're, like, oh, I used to watch you kind of outgrew your content, but, like, now you're talking about normal shit that's, like, happening in my life. So it's a really great kind of, like, trifecta of audience members – I think that's been so good because, like, people are excited about content because they've never, like, seen my stuff before. Yeah. Or it's people who, like, are familiar with me and it, like, almost feels nostalgic to, like, watch my shit again but, like, with a new uh, uh, tune to it or whatever. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's good. I feel like because I'm much more authentic, too, the connections that I'm making with people in my audience is so much more real this time because it's people who are similar in age going through the same shit and it's just like a whole different connection i will say you i love when i watch your videos because i it literally feels like i'm dead ass in the room with you and i'm not just saying that because i feel like a lot of people say that but Mm -hmm. you are even almost more real and like open (laughs) on your videos than in real life it's pretty crazy yeah it's so but like i love hearing that because i didn't know that about you lauren i know because when there's no one to react to it you're like i'm just gonna put this like really intimate piece of information on the internet you'll be like so last (laughs) night my ibs yeah (laughs) couldn't go to this party because i was shitting yeah no like you really get in there but i like it yeah i think that's no i mean like it's so like great to hear that from someone like you who also like sits in regular rooms with me too yeah exactly What advice would you give to someone like me or a smaller creator that wants to get people invested in them? Because I feel like Mm -hmm. you and Alicia both like are so good with getting people just like invested in like whatever the fork you whatever avenue you decide to take. Mm -hmm. People are invested. Even Remy like she has invested dedicated like people. Right. So how do you get that invested audience? Because I think there's a difference between like. You know, people that watch, but then mm-hmm. the invested people. Mm-hmm. From like a content perspective, I think when an audience is the most invested is when they're coming along on a journey with you, Ooh. if that makes sense. And so like, for example, if um, I'm trying to think of like someone who just did moving vlogs or something, but like just say when Remy bought her house at the beginning of like the whole COVID mm-hmm. situation, I feel like it's so easy to be invested. Like I'm a Miss Remy Ashton stand to Me begin too. with. But like when she buys her house, people are watching like the process of like, okay, here's the house tours we're looking at. Okay, here's the one that we bought. Here's the move-in day. Here's how we're going to decorate this room. Here's the makeover of this it room. It feels like you're a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're coming along like on that journey of like a phase of their life. And like you sometimes also like get to help make decisions. You know what I mean? Like, cause I all the time, like, do you guys like, what do you, what color rug should I do? Yeah. And like, when you read the comments, you're like, Oh, overwhelmingly everyone wants white and not gray. Like, okay, love that. Yeah. And so people are invested in the process because they're invested in like the actual literal process sometimes. Wow. I love that. And yeah. that's the moving vlogs is such a great example. Oh my God. Like I live people. I've watched people's when moving people vlogs move. of like people that I don't even fucking know. I, like I've never watched their content and then sometimes I'll even fall off their content after they move. But yeah. like for whatever reason, the moving, moving content I is die fire. For. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're not moving though, mm-hmm. what, what's a journey you could take someone on? If you're not moving specifically. Yeah. 
I'm like, because it's such a, it's soon. so good and easy. But I'm like, yeah. what do you? What's a journey you could take someone on if you're not moving or you're not I mean, moving? Anytime I think soon. there's so many. Like, I think people with like fitness journeys. I think even like if you're getting new hair you know what I mean there's so many things like, that like draw drag it out not even drag it out I mean like you could from a content perspective but I think that like if you're sacrificing the quality of the con- like okay yeah. if it's annoying on TikTok for someone to be like like for a part two like don't do that shit yeah. no one likes that shit that turns that. people off I hate that but like it makes sense if one vlog is like okay I'm getting my hair extensions out like here's what my hair looks like without my extensions and then the next vlog is like getting my new extensions uh-huh. like that makes sense because those are actually like days apart usually and so, like, even that being two separate vlogs, I think people are invested in seeing the before and the after. Uh-huh. You know what? That's what it is. It's the before and afters. Oh, okay. Yeah, the before being and the afters. Being there for the whole process. Yeah, being there for the whole process, whether that be, like, two videos, two TikToks, a whole series. I think it's the before and afters. I think that's a good point. I think great YouTubers, or, like, the best YouTubers are really the best storytellers. 100%. Like, they know how to fucking milk the shit out of a story. Percent. And even when it's not interesting. Yep. So it's like, oh, I cleaned my house, and they make it, like, the best story mm-hmm. in the world, like, three-part vlog series. Yeah. That's a good YouTuber. That's a good YouTuber. Good I think also, too, like, with vlogs, I think it can be a little less focused on, like, having to figure out what the story is, because, like, people are just, like, want to hang out with you. But I think Absolutely. on, like, the more, like, main channel-esque videos, uh-huh. having a beginning, middle, and end is so incredibly like a important. concept video. Yeah, concept. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. For sure. Um, speaking of big creators and their genius brains, uh, what do you think is a common denominator amongst big creators like yourself, Alicia, Mr. Beast of the world? Like, what what's the common denominator between all of you? Because even someone like Casey or even the Pauls or yeah. like people that are mm-hmm. you know in that like completely different world of YouTube, yeah, different genre. Like, you all have something a little similar. What is it? I think it's just like dead, dead, blah, blah. it's the dedicated. Dead, blah, blah. <laughs> Secret sauce right there. Hope you caught it. <laughs> People the, are like, wait, I'm sorry, what was that? The, what was that? No. Um, the dedication. The I dedication. think it's the dedication to your content, to your audience, to I mean that's what it is. It's the content and audience. It's not necessarily consistency, like although that is like something that really works in your favor most of the time. It's not always about the quality because people love like shitty vlogs as well, too. So there's not like I don't think there's like exact pillars that raise a creator up but I do think it's the dedication overall of like understanding your audience staying engaged making an effort and like being I guess just like dedicated to your craft Mm -hmm. I'd say that's probably one of the best words to describe it from my point of view watching all you guys and like Mm kind of being in your orbit sometimes I think back to what I said about Mr. Beast, like the relentlessness. Yeah. Is that a word? Relentlessness? I think so, I'm right? Be- being relentless. Being relentless. We'll call it Relentlessness. That. Being <laughs> relentless. I have never in my life seen anyone besides you, Alicia, and Mr. Beast, like the mile you guys in your head will go to to get what it is that you're you're envisioning for mm-hmm. your craft is mind-boggling and like you're relentless you're like no i will not accept anything less than at least that's how alicia is i feel like that's how you are (laughs) i was gonna say i strive to be like that and i'm flattered that you've put me in that same category i will compared to like (laughs) uh, compared to smaller people or just like i i feel like compared to the average joe you go the extra mile i definitely it's definitely like top of mind is doing that yeah yeah going the extra mile (laughs) but some people that's the thing some people wouldn't even think 
to go the extra mile like yeah. you guys do. Yeah. I mean, I think also, too, like, being on YouTube for so long, like, not that I have to fight any harder than anyone else, but, like, I've seen so many YouTubers come and go that I'm aware of just, like, how easy it is to, like, slip. And Ooh. not slip in the sense of, like, like fuck up, but yeah. slip in the sense of, like, if you become too just, like, passive in what you're doing mm. and you are just being, you're just, like, you're just... Like floating by, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, like you're, by. yeah, 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 exactly. Like you're just like not dedicating yourself to it. You're kind of giving like, and you're like, oh, money's good. I've made a lot of money for a long time. I've crushed it in views. So I think it's like the same thing, like dedication to staying hungry. Yeah. Are you? What are you on the Enneagram? A one. I'm a three. You are a three? I'm okay. a three wing two, I think. Okay. Because I was like, you definitely <laughs> have perfectionism in you. Oh, bitch. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. like, yeah. I thought you were one. But you're a three? Okay, I'm, I'm a three. three. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I'm a three. I feel like a lot of YouTubers are three. I think so as well, too. <laughs> yeah, we're all narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be to have your fucking face on the internet yeah, this much. <laughs> exactly. Do you ever struggle with that? Because I personally, like, cannot stand. Like, I'm so grateful to have my editor, Julia. Mm -hmm. Like, at least even rough cut because the thought of me looking through at myself yeah like I am yes. narcissistic don't get me wrong but like that <laughs> to like if I'm not in the mood mm -hmm. or if it's not a good day where like TK is loving herself it is yeah. brutal for yeah. me to do yeah. that brutal brutal really absolutely brutal. okay I'm there's, glad I don't think there's a uh, that, I mean I can't say that I can't speak on everyone's behalf but like there's nothing normal about staring at yourself and loving and it. Loving okay, it. that makes me happy. Especially for like a long period of time and also hearing your voice for that long. I'm like, shut the fuck you up. You shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dumb bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you dumbass bitch. <laughs> That's literally what it feels like. Okay. How often? You have an editor, correct? Yeah. I edited for like five years maybe four years and as soon as I could afford and I feel like it was taboo for the longest time it, to it, have an editor how fucking weird like it's for mental health reasons people also like it is irresponsible of you as a business owner to use your time in like unless like it is your like fucking absolute that's your passion bread and yeah not, not even bread and butter like yeah, if that's your passion that's you wake up to edit and that's like what you love like go for it but like I know that I can hire someone to do this better uh -huh. and more efficiently, and I should be using my time on something that is my strength. Period. What's it? What is your strength? Um, I think like creative problem solving is probably. What do you mean? I want an example. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of a like a creative. I've like, heard of that really creative problem solving. That's like honestly how I describe my brand more than like DIY. Is that like. I'm not a master of any one, like, medium. Like, I'm a pretty good painter. I'm a pretty good drawer. I'm pretty good with, like, beads and jewelry working and stuff like that. And I'm okay with, like, pottery. But, like, if you give me a box of, like, random things and you're like, I need you to make this. Like, yeah. I can create a problem solve my way into making exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, how my brain works. My dad, like, fixes cars and stuff like that. It's, like, very handy. Uh, okay. So, like, there's just, like, something in the Riyamaki DNA that, like... <laughs> helps that but I think there's like creative problem solving overall whether that be like how to structure your business like and staying in a certain budget or whatever and like figuring out like how to delegate and figuring out like what makes sense for you to be spending most of your time on and like how to use your space creatively to like Whoa. maximize you know like I feel like there's just so many things that in my mind I can't pass off to someone because I can't even explain what, what I it need. is. Yeah, yeah what, what it is and what yeah. I need. So it's like it doesn't make sense for me to spend time doing my taxes when there's a professional who can definitely do that better. Yeah. A an editor, a graphic designer, a manager, an assistant. You know what I mean? So it's like I need to be financially not financially responsible, but like a responsible business woman and understand where my strengths are and apply those strengths. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk 
nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. Okay, so strength is creative problem solving. Mm -hmm. What else are your strengths you'd say? Strengths, I think that I'm really great at scheduling. I work really well on... Yeah, you are punctual. Yeah, bitch, I'm fucking on... You know what it is, though, is that, like, I know that I don't thrive when I'm not on a schedule. So if I was like, oh, I'm going to aim-ish for, like, one video a week, like, who fucking knows what I'd end up producing? Like, it would actually stress me out to, like, kind of work under those conditions where it's like, if I know I need to hit, like, a quota of two videos a month or three or four, whatever it is, like, I'll carve out in my schedule the proper, like allocation for whatever needs to happen before that and it keeps me like on track so I think I mean it goes into like being a perfectionist and like you know type a like love control I think when I'm in control of like my own schedule <laughs> that's what it is though right you are you love control but like I do too yeah do 100% too, yeah. it like it gives me a sense of like like you're safety. a beast at scheduling oh my god I'm fucking incredible at scheduling yeah you'd be a great assistant Oh, 100%. But, like, you're just not your boss. You know, though, but, like, an, like part of being an assistant, though, is going with the flow and just doing whatever you need to do. So I that actually wouldn't true. thrive in those conditions. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I'm really great at scheduling. I'm really great at, like, organization. So, again, like, delegating whatever needs to happen. I'm really great at planning. Um, so being on top of, like, so I have a shoot on Friday. And so, like, I spent the day-to-day planning out, like, outfits, props, et cetera. Like, every location's booked. And I checked in with, like, the photographer. And, like, I'm sure that I could probably delegate some of, like, those, like, logistical yeah. things. But I want to be involved in the creative process. So I'm like, okay, like, what specific red sunglasses do I want at this shoot? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Do you have a weekly schedule that you follow when it comes to, like, when you're filming on what days, you're doing what on mm-hmm. what days? Um, so my editor is pretty good in like the turnaround time. She really needs like three or four days. Um, so I switch over to an every other week schedule. So I usually try and shoot either Tuesdays or Thursdays. Um, Wednesdays I have Wednesdays and Fridays. I work with like a trainer in the morning. So I try and like make those like meeting and slash call days. Okay. So I can just like look like ass the whole day and just like commit to that. Um, so Tuesdays. You guys have it so easy again. They don't have to get ready. What? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, Literally. I know. Oh my fucking God. I know. You just like. Can you imagine? Yeah. I know. Like the amount of stress that goes into like getting the ready. hair washing routine, I know, it's like insane. And like, actually, look at your expenses. How much you've spent on your hair? The, oh, in the I don't want to know. I don't. No, know. you will want to throw up. I, yeah, I, I looked don't at mine. Know. Yeah, I wanted to throw yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure mine's way less than yours. I don't even want to know. I want to put that in the, the, you know what, that's why we have someone else do the taxes, because I want them to look at that and not tell me how much it is. Yeah. I want them to tell me if I can afford it and yeah. if I can continue to have extensions, and that's all I want to right? know. Okay, yeah. Me too. Me too. Oh, your schedule. Your weekly <laughs> schedule. schedule. Okay. So Mondays are like organization days for the most part. Um, so I have a creative assistant as well, too, that helps me like conceptually and stuff. And so she works a different job. Um, she works like a nine to five on Mondays. So oh, that's, that's awesome. like, yeah, so she has like two situations going up and yeah. it works really well for us. Um, so I spend Mondays doing like organizational stuff, doing emails, like setting up for the week. Tuesdays, Thursdays are usually shooting days. And then Wednesday, Friday, I try and do for like calls and stuff like that. Got it. So it's like a loose, loose structure. Yeah. But and sometimes it varies totally totally yeah so like friday this week we've got like a merch shoot oh awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um is this merch for you or for the pod mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you epic yep um okay and then what would you say is your secret sauce fuck i don't know you're like killer you're silent but <laughs> deadly 
I think people would wish I was a little more silent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think about my team, like, when I'm panic texting them on Sunday nights about, like, random work yeah. things. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if there is, like a, like, a secret sauce. I think, like, every YouTuber, like, especially those who kind of thrive in, like, the lifestyle community, like, your secret sauce is, this is so fucking cheesy, but it's, like, just being yourself. Like, yeah. obviously, like, it helps that I'm very organized. It helps that I'm driven. It helps that I'm, you know can structure things business and it like that makes sense to me but I think overall it's like bringing your your personality to any of the content that you're making I you said it best speaking of trying to stand out what would you what advice would you give someone like me um or creator that's like feeling like they're plateauing or they're just Mm -hmm. not they're not lore DIY yet right so how do we get to that How, how do we get that how do you grow Right now, yeah. like in this era mm. of the internet, how does someone like me at my size or just a creator mm-hmm. who wants to grow, how do you grow? What would advice would you give? 100% TikToks and Reels. Really? 100%. So you think I should be devoting more time to that than like vlogs? 100%. Really? I think, I think, I think find the balance there. Okay. I think find the balance there. And I think that you've got a great YouTube audience already. So like keep that momentum going. I know. That's where I struggle because yeah. I'm like, I have this job. Mm-hmm. Where I'm working like all the time, and then the second I d- I'm not, I try to get a vlog up. Right. Right. Yeah. So which it's is hard awesome, to and people love it. But I'm like, what? I do, I do. I agree. I need mm-hmm. to like focus. TikTok and I'm like, and what's, I'm like, what's a what's a TK TikTok? You know yeah. what I mean? Or what does a real look like for yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Do you ever struggle with like, what is a Lauren TikTok versus like, what do I put on my channel? Um. Or is yes, that clear to you? Kind of because I like I feel like growing up working on YouTube is like I know how to make a YouTube video I know how to make a vlog I feel confident in my YouTube videos yes exactly and then TikToks I've like learned that it's it's like such a weird algorithm and an entirely different audience so it's like refinding what you want to do honestly I just make whatever the fuck I want I'm like I'm not going to try and just do DIYs I'm not going to try and just do like dog content I'm not going to try and just do like funny stuff I literally just make whatever the fuck I want which I think is smart for you, but someone like me, I should probably figure out what the heck a TK TikTok is. I should probably figure out as well what a low DIY TikTok looks like. <laughs> but you don't really need to, but yeah, probably true. I probably should figure it out. Exactly. Because yeah, you be could consistent. gain like a whole new audience. Totally. But I think just link, like. Or like make them go to your YouTube channel. Exactly. Too. It's yeah. like convert. But I, I will say that like I think converting people from short form content over to YouTube is really hard. And so mm-hmm. that's why I think it'd be so important for you to keep your momentum going on YouTube. Uh-huh. But in like the way of growth. The algorithm on TikTok is so incredible, I think, at giving new content creators a chance at... You're so right. ...finding an audience. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you upload 100 TikToks, I'm sure a big handful of those would have, like, hit, hit and done, like, exponentially better than your other videos. Yeah. You're so right. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, I think I need to... Same. Same. Try <laughs> yeah, more. same. Harder. <laughs> I need to try harder. Literally, but, also, too, when I make an easy one and it does really well, I'm like, that took literally I know. 20 minutes. Like, you dumb bitch. Like, you just watched 20 minutes of TikToks. Go make a TikTok. I think I need to spend more time brainstorming. I think I don't do that enough on t- yeah. for TikTok. Like, I I'll, like, come up with video ideas, I but I don't. I'm like, ooh, let me just do the trend. And I, like, like mm. what, can I, what can I do to be original? Okay, you but know what I mean? think like on the flip side is that TikTok rewards for when you do the trends. going into the trends. Yeah. So not to say that like you shouldn't try doing original content as well, but like like popular and viral sounds is half the reason that other people get these massive audiences. Yeah. You're so right. I think that's 
Like well, some, I think we overthink it as YouTubers. I think right. we overthink it. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, maybe we should do a YouTuber brainstorm sesh for TikTok. Right. Do you or know what we I mean? need to like hire a 16 year old TikToker to tell us how the <laughs> fuck to make TikToks. I know, right? They're like, just do it. I'm just like, do it. Yeah. What do you mean? Just do it. Like, can't you like just just figure yeah. it out? Okay. Speaking of the crazy algorithm on YouTube, what do you wish is like one thing YouTube would actually listen to you about? Oh my god, I have been like on my YouTube person because I don't. Have you seen all these like sex bots? What? Go into Alicia's comments next time you guys upload a video. It is insane. So, like, YouTube obviously gives you the um, ability to blacklist words, yeah. right? And so you were able to, like, filter out specific spam words uh-huh. that would, like, wipe those comments. The sex spam accounts are getting so fucking smart. And you've definitely seen these before. I've gotten a bunch, or I've got a notification just the other day, and it was like, if you see a decrease in subscribers, we're going through and cleaning out bots. Oh, yeah. Did you get that notification? Yeah, and like okay. they, they do that like every six yeah. months or so, but this is in the comments. So oh. these like sex spam bots will copy and paste the um, like most popular comments and comment that, and then in their name, it'll be like, live cam girl, follow me for sex, but they'll have brackets <laughs> around specific letters so the words don't get fucking caught. Please control sex bots. Bracket. <laughs> That's it's crazy. Insane. So you're just trying to get them to track that. The spam situation. Yeah. Because I feel like they do such a good job at like helping filter out specific like spam situations and like words. Yeah. But like they've gotten smarter. The sex bots. They've gotten much smarter. That is. Wow. What a way to advertise. Yeah. You know. You just posted a short. I just posted a short. And how do you feel about shorts? I'm going back and forth. I'm trying. I'm going to give it a shot. I haven't really yet. Yeah. Yeah. So like here's like kind of like my hot take on it is that they I feel like YouTube is still in the learning process. So at the beginning they were like you can put it on your channel or you can make a separate channel. So because I found that shorts are really invasive on like someone's home subscribe page or whatever. Why is it in subscriptions? Bitch. Okay, there's there's my actual answer for the last question you just asked me. What should YouTube change? That's what needs to be changed. Yes, it messes up my whole feed. Oh my god, it makes not me, that the feed matters, but, but like, like it no, it does. Up, yeah, it messes up the dynamic. It's like how I find content. I go to my subscription box, yes. and I find, and I'm like, fuck, short, 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 and it just doesn't make any sense because like on the phone, there's a shorts whole page for yes. it. So like, figure it the fuck out. That's so weird. Yeah, why is it in the su- sub box? I just like feel like they haven't figured out how to like sort it out or something. Uh huh. I don't know. It also, I don't like when someone goes to my YouTube channel and then they click videos and all the like, shorts are there. Yeah, and the, the thumbnail isn't an actual thumbnail, no, so then it throws off the whole thing. And even if there was an actual thumbnail, you'd be like, oh, you'd click into it and be like, oh, there's a 13 second confusing. video. Yeah, exactly. You're so right. It's it's a mess. Like I personally don't know if it was like ready to be rolled out yet because it's such like in. It feels like it's still in like such a beta mode right mm-hmm. now. Um, but I think that I know that they're putting hella money into like pushing the shorts because like obviously they want to be TikTok, they want to yeah. be reels and like have that short form content. I'm gonna try it, girl. I've like tried. I've like dabbled in a few of them, and, and you I don't just like no. Some of them have popped the fuck off. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't seen like a change in subscriber growth or whatever, but it hasn't been that long. Wait, what? What type of ones have like like what? Was I just the content pull my shit from TikTok and really? put it on there. Yeah. Okay, I have to try that. This is, like, another tip for creators that, like, if you make a piece of vertical content, as long as you keep it, like, under 60 seconds, because I think Reels changed to there's 60 seconds now, too, and not 30, uh-huh. you can make one piece of content, put it on TikTok, Reels, and Shorts. Yeah, the key is you can't film it in the app to get the logo. Or there's there's ways around to that. To get that off. Yeah, the logo yeah off. there's a website called SnapTik. You can put <laughs> any TikTok into this app, and it just, like, takes off the TikTok logo. 
Yeah, that's crazy. So many ways around it. Yeah, Cre- creative problem solving. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the beast at that. So. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Okay, let's dive into one of my new favorite lore DIY Uh-oh. eras. Here we go. Crypto section. Yeah. <laughs> Crypto, NFTs, all uh-huh. the things. Can you explain? I guess let's start with NFTs. Okay. Like, what? Explain NFTs for dummies. Okay. You so, know, like the yellow and black book. Yes. Yeah. For dummies. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so an NFT stands for non-fungible token, um, and essentially, like, I'm hopefully this like does. I always sound so fucking nerdy. Okay, so it's essentially like a piece of data mm-hmm. that cannot be replicated or changed, um, and so that piece of data can be a photo, it can be a video, it can be any kind of piece of information, and that lives on something called a blockchain. Mm-hmm. And so a blockchain is like a ledger essentially. So when a piece of information goes onto the blockchain, it cannot be changed. And so that's why people love um, crypto, because it's so transparent and it can't, you know what I mean, like fraud obviously can happen, but like it, there's a level of honesty, I guess, Mm. that people haven't seen before when you're working with blockchain. Um, And so NFTs are usually like most frequently right now on the Ethereum blockchain, which I'm sure you've heard of Ethereum. So there's like Bitcoin, there's Ethereum, Mm -hmm. there's Solana, there's a bunch of different blockchains. So NFTs right now most commonly I feel like are on Ethereum. XRP or something, one of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of different ones. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like Ethereum and Bitcoin are like the most two common names that people are hearing right now. Um, And I think that people get caught up in thinking about NFTs as stupid monkey photos. But like the actual... (laughs) Right? Like, yeah. that's what people think of. And they see people like Logan Paul being like, I made $800,000 off of yeah, a monkey photo like, sale. What's relatable about this? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, so much of the backlash that I see against NFTs and crypto are people that I feel like don't have a full understanding of what it is. Um, also, spoiler, I'm starting NFT content, crypto content on social media. Shut up. Yeah. Well, I just feel like there's like, girls are, represent less than 15% of women in crypto. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, That's some fucking bullshit. But also, I want someone to dumb it down for me. Yeah. Like, please yeah. make it for kindergartner make level. It, exactly. Like, because right now, I'm like, what are you even saying? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I see all these guys talk about it, I'm like, that just went over my head. Even like when I'm, when Jeremy talks to me about my boyfriend who works at Crypto.com and is like so insanely smart, he the way that he describes things to me, I'm like, no one understands that. Yeah. Like, like this is like level 100 and like that doesn't make any sense to anybody who yeah. doesn't speak your language. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. I think also to other people, like even myself, I'm like, well, I don't have a million dollars to just like dick around with. Okay. You know what we're I mean? going to get into this. We're going to okay. get into this. So NFTs, so people think of it as like the photo, but what it is, it's like essentially a smart contract. So again, it can't be changed. So uh, a good example is um, if you buy something designer, right? And if you buy something designer, that transaction is on the blockchain. So you can see it and the person who sold it to you can see it and you see the exchange. Mm. Um, That goes onto this ledger, right? Mm -hmm. In blockchain. And so you know that the Chanel bag that you just bought is real because you can see in this smart contract that is the NFT, it's the digital receipt. It's like verified. It's the yeah. verified. Yeah, exactly. It's the verification. It is the authentic- authentication of what you're buying. So it's like the transaction receipt to know that it is real. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to go to resell that Chanel bag, you have the NFT, you have that smart contract, that piece of data that cannot be changed to say that this is real. Here's the certificate of authenticity and I'm giving it to you. 
And so, like, I think that people get caught up in being like, oh, it's just this monkey photo. Whereas, like, this tech that's around smart contracts can be used for so many different things. Like, think about when you are buying concert tickets and, like, I've bought tickets that were fake by accident. Yeah. But if you've got, like, this NFT of a ticket, like, you know that's a real ticket. The buyer and the seller have, like, a verified transaction to know that it's a real ticket. So, like, there's so many. I think the people who don't understand, like, what is actually happening when an NFT is being creative and having that transaction don't understand that like they're like oh like these monkey photos like these won't be around forever and it's like yeah like the art bubble will for sure pop at some point but like the tech behind NFTs is not going anywhere and is for sure going to be integrated into so much love more just outlook. like what we do moving forward love that outlook why the fork like I, what's the I don't I don't understand the monkeys like okay why I understand that that's an NFT and it's yeah. worth a lot but like yeah. why why are they monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's just like it's an artist who makes um, a lot of times it's 10,000 or 9999 or whatever pieces of individual art. Right. And so I describe this best to people as like if you're a part of some exclusive country club or something uh-huh. or like any kind of organization that you pay some kind of fee into. Yeah. And so outside of just having this um, this certifiably real photo of this monkey, I think it it stands and it represents much more than that. So you get into a club kind of. So it gets you into a club. And so all oh. of these all these like clubs. That's like the world of women shit, right? And so uh, you know Isn't that one of them, the clubs? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a world of women NFT. Yeah. But like but basically everyone always is like, "Oh, I'm in world of women." And I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> okay, so actually, let's use this as an example. Okay. So you can think of your NFT as a ticket into a group of people, a community, an organization. And So World of Women is its own country club. Yes. Okay. Yes. So in the in the like analogy of this being a country club or yes. like we'll just call it like a club. Yeah. And so when you buy your ticket, NFT, into this club, so you have this piece of art and it could look like a fucking piece of like a black circle. Okay. You know what I mean? But like that is your ticket into the club. That is your certified entry ticket into this club. Yeah. And so that can look like whatever. But for a lot of these projects, obviously a lot of them want to make great art. But when you see projects that have shitty ass art, like you just have to remember that it usually is a ticket into something else. So why would you want to be in the monkey club? Like I don't get the monkeys. So I mean I, I don't have a monkey. I don't okay. have a board ape yacht club and it's what is it? It's board ape yacht club. Board ape yacht. I see the monkeys everywhere. Yeah. Is that like and one so, of the biggest ones? So board ape yacht club and CryptoPunks are like the number one and two. Yes. Yes. Those are the number one and two. So like Justin Bieber just bought one for 300 ETH, which is like, I think it was like $450,000. Is that Ethereum? Yeah. Three. Yeah. ETH is is Ethereum. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. She's learning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just spent 200 or two ETH. Two ETH. So two is like 200 thousand dollars no so the the um the price of eth fluctuates like every single second that's what i figured because it's bitcoin or it's um it's a cryptocurrency yes so like today eth is twenty five hundred dollars okay so if you're paying two eth for something yeah it's twenty five hundred dollars right so okay so going back to world of women so for your club like when i'm buying into this club i know that 15 percent of all their transactions go into this like community fund and for this club specifically, they use that fund to support female artists and um, like female slash tech slash like, um, like, for example, have you heard of the organization like Women Girls Who Code? Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they give back to um, a pre-selected group of charities and foundations. And Wait, fun fact, I know how to code. 
Shut up. Really? Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. What can you do with code? Um, I learned, I had a whole coding class. A little HTML? Yeah. A little CSS? HTML, CMS, CSS. Let's the- go. I mean, I-, I didn't enjoy it, but I can do it. Oh my God, wow. It was pretty crazy. I was like glad. That was one of the classes that I was like, I'm glad I'm learning this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Versus like every other like, Where you just class. like, whoop, out yeah. the brain. Anyway, continue. Mm-hmm. So it goes... St- Fifteen percent of the money that was spent on your transaction of the NFT right. is going towards fem- like females in tech, art, art. Yeah. So back into like coding, community. whatever. Yeah, exactly. So every month they work with a new artist, and we get holders of this ticket NFT get airdropped, which just means like um, a free piece of art in the format of NFT, of a female artist that they've chosen to work work with and they highlight. And so they just continue to kind of boost the female art community, which is oh. great. Yeah, and cool. so there's like stuff like that. So every club or whatever is going to be different. They'll have different things that they offer. Um, some of them put their money towards like group and community events. Some of them do like, um, I mean, they're all different. And that's why like people are buying into these different nft projects because they all offer something different and some of them offer nothing but literal clout you know what i mean okay like some of these really really big ticket ones are hundreds of thousands of dollars like crypto punk or something like that. yeah like and yeah. i'm not in their community so maybe they do much more than that but a lot of them it's like it's the same thing as like if you want to like have a soho house or like do you want a rolex or do you want a timex okay got it you know what i mean like they both tell time like these would both be nft yeah. projects but like one offers like status and clout got it yeah. i'm even thinking like literally clubs like soho you just you get it yeah to you just get it because you're like yeah, it's yeah. Me- exactly exactly yeah. so when you think about nfts as more of like um a ticket to something nft projects i think specifically when it applies to like these art projects that people see okay i think it makes a lot more sense okay now, I understand that. That was a great mm-hmm. analogy. Great job explaining. I okay. know it's hard okay. to do. No, I'm so glad it's helpful. Um, why the heck, though, is like one world of woman mm-hmm. NFT like so expensive? Oh, like in ra- So, right. So, okay. So, there's specific like, amounts. Why is it worth that much money? I just don't understand that. Okay. So, like from one perspective, um, all 10,000 of them have a different price point based on rarity. And so, usually projects will tell you how many characteristics and then it basically gets like roulette, right? And mm. it's like if only seven of them have this characteristic, but 8,000 of them have this characteristic, obviously the ones that are more quote unquote rare are going to be worth more. Okay. And then speaking in but terms I'm still of just like, like a monkey, the, the that, project. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't get it. I what? mean, it's like the same thing as like like scarcity and supply and demand, okay, right? Really it's like just anything. It's yeah, the yeah. same way that like why are, why is a Balenciaga sweater so much more expensive than. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's the same it's the same thing that we've seen um, in our everyday life in anything you do. Okay. I just didn't know if there was something specific I was missing in that. No, regard. no. And that's, and I, I almost, almost think too that like there, it makes more sense for some of these products to be more valuable because of like things like World of Women, like they're kind of like roadmapped what their project is and like their mission statements and like what they're actually like doing and giving back. Like that holds more value to me than buying into a random project that might be the same price that like doesn't do anything. Got it. If that makes sense. Okay. And then who started, who starts the groups? Who started World of Women? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's um, a female artist. And then I think it's actually her husband. They're like a duo that she did all the art and like he set things up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And let's say you wanted to sell one of your thingies. Like Mm -hmm. how could it go, how much could it go for right now? I mean, it's, it's, people are making crazy amounts of money and I mean, it's, it's so insanely oversaturated right now because obviously it's like the newest, biggest craze to like make an NFT and sell it. 
Um, so I think it depends on like obviously if you have a following or not or like what you're doing art wise and if you're able to get exposure on it. Um, I don't know. I haven't sold an NFT before, so like I don't know what it's like. Do you to just, own like... you own NFTs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, how many yeah. do you own? Probably twenty five. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I want to like get into it. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like I would love it, but I just need to. I need to know the facts. Yeah, no, no, I totally. And like that's where like I think the biggest thing is that like people need to understand is that you shouldn't be getting into NFTs as an investment. That is like the number one thing. Got is that, it. Like, so it's not a. It's not like a financial not, no, advice. No, no, no. This is not financial advice. NFA, not financial yeah. advice. I mean, it's the same way that like you, if you wanted to throw a hundred dollars at a really risky tech stock, this is the same thing. Okay. This okay, is the exact okay, okay. same thing. It's like this should not be like your long term financial retirement situation. So it would be like someone who is passionate versus someone that has buttloads of money. They should invest in something versus like trying to make money off of it. I mean, I think like the most important thing is that if you want to get into it is like do a deep dive on like learning okay. and like fully understanding because you can join different group discords and like still learn and participate but not own an NFT in that project. Like there's so many communities that are like bursting with information. I think that's almost the hardest part of like getting started in crypto is like not knowing where to start for information because it's like so overwhelming and so confusing. So like there, I would spend so much time learning. Like if you're not there with like a ton of extra money, I would learn everything you possibly can. I would learn about the currencies. I would learn about blockchain. I would learn about like NFTs as a community as a whole. And then if you wanted to, it's like you could throw whatever excess money if you have since whether it be 10 bucks or 20 bucks or 100 bucks as like a test once you've learned and see what happens like into one specific coin or into one affordable nft project yeah it, do you think it's smarter to put money into nfts or crypto oh my god not financial advice i've i, I mean both are volatile right like yeah. it's it's i think that crypto has more um has more information, right? So you can see the same way that it's like like stocks, right? Like yeah. you can see the fluctuations. Whereas a lot of NFT projects are so new and they were just born. Like mm -hmm. even some of the most like popular ones were just born a few months ago. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Do you mind sharing how much is the most money you've spent on an NFT? I spent thirty k. Holy shit! On a doodle. Shut <laughs> the fuck. Wait, is this like a doodle group? A dog group? No. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Imagine the golden doodles. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's a doodle? So a doodle is this one specific project that I've had my eye on forever, and I fucked up, and they, I saw the project at, like, 2.5 ETH, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's kind of a lot. Like, I don't know. Like, I just made some other purchases. And then, um, basically, ETH crashed not that long ago, so if something is 10 ETH when, it, when Ethereum was at 4,000 per one Ethereum... And it's still 10 ETH now, but one Ethereum costs $2,500. Like, obviously, that is so much more affordable, quote unquote, yeah. than it was before. Okay. So when Ethereum crashed, I was like, fuck, I was like, it's never going to get cheaper than it is now. Like, I want to be part of this community. Like, I have to do it now. And so I, I liquidated some other assets. I sold some other NFTs. Okay. And Wait, why Why did you want to be in the Doodle Club, though? Why the Doodle Club? Yeah, what's so fascinating about Doodles? I mean, I just love the art, and I know that, like, if... What, is this, what does the Doodle look like? A Doodle is very cute. I'll show you a picture of a Doodle. Is it a dog? No, no, no. It's this cute <laughs> little, like, kawaii. I mean, when you see the I'm picture, on the you'll, be like, you'll be like, oh, my God, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for you. Um, so the actual artist, too, is, like, from 10 minutes outside of my hometown. So, like, oh, okay. I also love knowing that, like, that art, like, that money is going into, like, the artist's pocket. Like, okay. I love that. Because, like, also, when you think about when people pay for, like, the socialite clubs, like, you have no fucking idea where that uh -huh. money goes to. Also, people pay a fork ton for art just in their house. 
Dude, it's insane. Art is so Art is expensive. so expensive. Like, people will drop $100,000, and, like, you don't even have the, like, certification of if that shit's real. So it's like... Yeah. Can you even... Um, can you write off any of the shit on your taxes? Like, by, like, paying for art or anything? I don't... So all of this is so new that I think all of, like, the Probably tax not. law is, like, getting figured out right now. Because couldn't technically, if you bought, like, a real tangible piece of okay that is the most you thing ever it's so, so fucking cute, cute. Right? it's super cute that's really cute. yeah yeah oh, wait which one's yours um here's what mine looks like yeah show me your doodle <laughs> that sounds I would so inappropriate love to show, show you me my doodle. show me your doodle lauren <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i am so fascinated by all this here's my doodle Oh my gosh. He's pretty cute. cute. So that's he's got, a cute little, he's got a cute little puffer jacket on. Yeah. And so like when people just see a stupid photo and associate that price tag with it, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it's like if you're paying whatever that price tag is to have that have ticket that to enter. Or, something. or like this yeah. ticket to like this community of True. people and events and network or whatever. And then also like just say just say Soul House, right? Yeah. Was I think it's like what five k a year or something, mm-hmm. something like something that. like that. It's like okay, so you could spend that five k, you get access to all those things and stuff like that. But now, when you're done with that membership, like as long as the project has increased in value, I can now sell my ticket into oh, this membership and make Soho money House, off of that. So house, you just fucking you that's lose your five so k. And so like obviously that doesn't apply to every project, and that's what people want. They want to flip it. Some people are just in it to make quick money. But, like, I love the idea of, like, having access to that. And, like, if the price goes down when I'm done with it, like, whatever. You know, it's like I had a great time in the community. I met great people. I went to really cool events. And then if it raises in value when I'm, quote, unquote, done with it, I can give it to someone else and then make a profit off that. Yeah. That that part of it is cool. Yeah. It's me. really cool. I, right. I, I the think same it's all way. really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Last, like, main question is I hear all the time on, like, when dudes are talking about this on podcasts when mm-hmm. I'm, like, sometimes dabbling, they're, like, no, 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 don't say that yet because, like, they don't want the – something about – they don't want their followers to go invest in a certain NFT group or something. Have you ever heard that? Oh. Like, I've heard, like, people being, like – Oh, like, oh. A, like a pump and dump? Basically, they'll, like, freak out. Even on Impulsive, they've, they've okay. been, like, no, don't say that NFT yet or something because it sounds like they don't want to expose it before Got it – like it, Because they, it. they haven't purchased it yet. Yeah, 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 And yeah, so yeah. they don't want it to, like, raise the price or something. Huh. Is that, like, a thing? So usually, okay, so there's a term called minting. Okay, what does that so mean? So it essentially means that, like, when you, it, it's like the official ownership moment of you taking ownership when a project launches. Okay. So World of Women, when they first came out, they're like, hey, we've got 10,000 of these. Um, and it's kind of similar to, like, when uh, shoes drop. So, like, you know how, like, when Nikes drop, they're, like, 120 bucks or, like, very got reasonable it. price? Yes, 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 that, yes. That would be compared to the mint price. Okay. And then, like, as the value increases and the scarcity happens, right, and people want the Billie Eilish Jordans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're at fucking $10,000. It's the same. That's the same with NFTs, okay. right? So the mint price is the very affordable beginning price. And then as the value increases, it's more expensive. So doodles, when I first bought or when doodles first came out, they were a couple hundred bucks. Got it. And then as time goes on, value increases, the price goes up. Okay, that makes so much sense. And then why are people putting them, like, as their profile picture? Like, why do they change their, like, mm-hmm. from different NFT? Like, why do you do that? I mean, it's it's just, like, a sense of community. It's like when fun. you Yeah, and it's, like, so if I see someone else as a world of women, I'm like, oh, sick. Like, you're probably down with the same things that I'm down with. Like, you... Oh, that's kind of 
of cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm sure it's the same way that like when you go to your favorite sports team and you see other people in those jerseys. Yes. Okay. This is, this is a great analogy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. And, like, I think, too, one of the other main things, and I'm sure this will be, like, all up in the comments, too, is, like, there are a lot of concerns around, like, the environmental impact on NFTs. I don't know if you've seen that before, but, like, that's always, like, the biggest moment of backlash, I think, is that people are really concerned about it because it takes a lot of energy to um, do any kind of transaction, especially on the Ethereum blockchain, which is, like, where most NFTs are. Okay. And I think... It comes from also a place of people not fully understanding. They've read a few like headlines of being like, oh, NFTs are killing the world, da 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 And so I think the first thing is that like you don't know exactly where the energy is coming from. And a lot of NFT projects are using clean energy and they're and they're giving back and like uh, dedicating their project to being carbon neutral. Mm. Because if you are making transactions on the Ethereum blockchain and um, it's coming from like dirty, shitty energy, mm-hmm. like that's obviously not good for the earth. And that is like yeah. not the goal. But then there's also something called Ethereum 2.0. Stay okay. with me. <laughs> and like, so, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. So right now, Ethereum works on something called um, proof of work. And so essentially, a whole bunch of transactions need to happen which requires a lot of energy, which costs the world uh, clean air or okay. whatever. But Ethereum um, is eventually, in the near future, like probably this year, moving to something called Ethereum 2.0, which is going from proof of work to proof of stake, which oh. requires much less transactions. And it essentially like completely obliterates all of like the dirty energy usage. Yes, 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 yes. And so that's happening super soon. I feel like people don't understand like how close that is. Um, And also we don't know where the energy comes from. Like there's no way to prove like what percent of energy is bad energy versus clean energy. Um, But I think that a lot of people get really concerned because they think that people are just in it to make quick money and to just like- See, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Where do you think people could uh, learn more about all of this? Fuck man, that's what I'm saying. It's so hard. There's just so much information and even like, it's like the perspective too of the writer because some people will come in like just completely shitting on NFTs because like their research isn't completely valid valid either, right? But like even the things that I'm saying, like my perspective is that is everything we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you should do TikToks. I feel like on this. Oh, girl, TikToks and and reels. That's what I'm gonna do. It's like I don't want to do YouTube content. No, I, please. I do. Need, like I want to do because like when I like learning about crypto and NFT stuff on. You want it quick. I want it quick. Yeah. I want a little nugget of 30 second information of something that I yes. didn't know before. Bro, I think that would be so yeah, good. I'm excited. I'm really excited for you, and I'm excited to learn from you. <laughs> oh my god, I know. I more. feel like my, we I'm just, just like, like texting you. Had more. like a nerdy moment for like the last ten minutes. No, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, my last question is: okay. What are you doing to make moves right now? I mean, I think like I'm really excited about all this crypto stuff. Like yeah. I have been so invested and like passionate about it and learned so much in the last six months. And I see so many girls wanting to get into it, and I feel like there should be so many more. Like. This is happening. Like, crypto is happening. NFTs are happening. So it's, like, girls who don't want to get in it, it's, like, it's happening with or without us. So, like, mm. fucking get in it. Yeah. And I'm I just feel, like... I'm very impressed with the knowledge you do know on it, by the way. Oh, my God. Well, I've spent a lot of time learning, and I also have, like, the luxury of having Jeremy, Jeremy. who's an expert. And so, like, I can ask a lot of stupid questions, whereas, like, I feel like when you have an easy beginner question or, like, even a really difficult question, like, sometimes it's really hard to, like, dig out that answer from someone where it's, like, mm-hmm. I do have the luxury. So I feel like that's even, like, one step further of, like, why I should be making content because, like, I have access to, like, beginner information, intermediate, and, like, hardcore expert stuff. Yeah. You, have you guys done a podcast on, like, you asking him, like, beginner questions? No. I don't know. I just, like, get nervous that, like, people don't want to hear all of it. 
I mean, that probably is true, but that could bring like a whole new audience that does want to hear about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to feel it out. I'm going to start making the short form content and see how it goes. Totally. Um, but, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm really excited for you. That's so smart. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm no excited. No one's doing that. Yeah. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I just, I see about like when people buy it, I don't see like the how to's. Right. And also feel like you only see the crazy headlines that might not put it all in the best light. You know what I mean? You're not seeing all the other stuff that's like actually happening. And like, I want to be able to change the perspective of people who are like, fuck crypto. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. You are so insightful. And where can people follow you? Uh, Lore DIY. And then I don't have my handles yet for crypto, but TBD. <laughs> Wait, so do you think you'll do like a... Uh, Separate. Shut up. For sure. 100%. Okay. So it'll be like... 100%. Lore crypto. <laughs> yeah, lore crypto, lore, lore NFT, <laughs> lore NFT. Wait, that's kind of funny. I actually, I have the handles already taken, but I haven't, I haven't like gotten them set up yet. You have lore NFT. No, no, I have a different one. Okay, yeah. I was like, that's kind of iconic. <laughs> like the three letters. Yeah, the three letters. I know it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Okay, so they can follow you on there. Mm-hmm. Follow you on. Uh, you did your YouTube and yeah, everything. Yeah, and yeah. guys, check out our podcast. Oh yeah, Wild Till Nine. Wild that's Till right. Nine. Wild Till Nine. Yeah, it gets sexy over there. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a. It's so funny because it's like so not, it's like literally not what you would ever expect. You think? Your podcast. You think? Yeah. Like, I think it's juicy. Like, I, when I listened, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's just no filter. We just like chat like, about whatever. Okay, wild after nine. Wild after nine. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Go check out Lauren and uh, Jeremy's podcast, Wild to Nine, and do all the things. Look at her NFTs shit. <laughs> I'm really excited to learn more, and I'm so excited to follow your crypto stuff. I'm excited. I, I, I trust you, too. I feel like you're a good resource for me in the crypto world. I mean, like, I won't post anything that's not, like, heavily researched. Too. Yes. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She's a smart girl. And uh, be sure to rate, review, do all the things, and follow me on Instagram at makingmoves underscore, and subscribe. Love you so much and make someone stay this week. Peace. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot 
Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.